Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 67, ladies and gentlemen, episode 67. We're, uh, what, if my math is correct, that's 33 episodes from 100, so that's uh, that's not too far off. But today we have a jam-packed show for you guys. We have Copa Mekis review in which the boys were able to lift the title. We also have a, uh, a not so... Uh, impressive match against Cruz Azul in the weekend in the Clásico Joven. And then, of course, we are going to talk and preview the upcoming match against Toluca away at the Estadio Universidad Diaz. And then, of course, we'll uh, we'll give the ladies a bit of a shout-out. Didn't get a victory against Pachuca, but uh, we, we will make sure that we cover them because their season is coming to a close and their playoff is just around the corner as well. So plenty and plenty and plenty to talk about. But as always, let me introduce... Today's co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we doing? Um, to be honest, uh, I we were talking before we went live. Uh, a little bit stressed, but uh, you know, America has something to do with that. But you know, we're we're living though, so I guess that's the most important part. Uh, yeah, that is that is. We're here to live and to see another day. Of course, to everyone out there who is in crunch time for the semester or the quarter at school, we feel the pain and we feel your guys' stress, but. As uh, everyone's probably asking, everyone's favorite cowboy, Cowboy Dan, will not be joining us today in the show. He is actually out in Missouri uh, recording the remix to the remix of, um, God, what's that song called? Um, mm. Old Town Road. So he's out, he's Road, out filming uh, the remix to the remix uh, to Old Town Road. Um, he actually sent me a bit of his chorus. His chorus is going to say, and I quote, I got the Eagles in the back. All 13 trophies are attached. So that uh, that should be hitting the streets pretty soon. Um, I think that's what the kids call nowadays pretty fuego. Or, um, yeah. Or something like that, right? Something like that, yes, sir. So our own Cowboy Dan doing the best, getting that mixtape going, getting it. Uh, so, yeah, check it out, guys. Old Town Remix to the Remix featuring everyone's favorite Cowboy Dan. Throwing out there a little bit of the Eagles uh, in there. So. No, Dylan, but it is just going to be me and you, Christian. I think we have plenty and plenty to talk about. We got plenty to discuss. We got plenty to break down. Uh, not only do we have a Copa Mekis game, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about right now in, in, in a little bit. That's I think that's where we're going to start off. But um, even that, in its sense, wasn't something so amazing. Yeah, we were able to lift the trophy. But if you go down and, and, and get to the nitty-gritty of, uh, of the game, it wasn't really that impressive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think. America had a lot oh, to. Oh, Christian, you are uh, your your mic is either muted or we cannot hear you. Hello. Okay, I believe we are having technical uh, difficulties, correct. ladies and gentlemen. If it was uh, if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't a tough week enough, it looks like we have ourselves a little bit of technical Hello. difficulties. Okay, Christian, talk. Hello, sir. No. Nothing. Nope. Still can't hear you. Still can't. Okay, Let me well. just double check. It's not me <laughs> who can't hear you. Um, okay. All right, Christian, go ahead. Hello. Oh, I can hear you now. So it was you. So it was me. Okay. Yes, because yes, the chat can hear me, so they're on my side. Okay, so they, they can don't hear like me. you. They don't like I, you. I I couldn't hear you. That was just oh, my okay. fault. Oh, okay. I guess. Fine. Um, we're good though. We're good now. Yes, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, so um, well, they heard what you had to say, so I guess uh, we'll just keep it at that. Um, well, 
I guess uh, let's get right into it. We're going to break down the Copa Mekis victory over FC Juarez in that terrible, terrible game under the wind on Wednesday night. And then we're going to break down what happened in Cruz Azul America at the Estadio Azteca. And we're going to talk about what maybe should have happened instead of comparison to to actually what did happen. Right. And then, of course, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll close things off with uh, the game coming up against Toluca, which is a must 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 win and we'll tell you guys all exactly why that is the case well christian let's jump right into it yes let's go let's do it all right let's get into it as our good friend mr chicken little said or mentions here in the chat he says i think the weather kind of ruined the copa and mickey's final i will agree to that and we will discuss the weather a little bit but without uh without further ado let's 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 jump into the beginning of everything let's talk about the lineup that Piojo ordered up put out first and then we can discuss about everything else that was surrounding these uh uh these conditions in in regards to that you got the lineup or do you want me to get it Oh, you can do that because I kind of oh. don't have it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we had um, Agustin Marchesin in goal. You had uh, Emanuel Aguilera in the center back partnership with um, Edson Alvarez. You had Carlos Varga out in the wide. And then you had Paulo Aguilar on the other side. You had the likes of uh, Mateo Suribe and Guido Rodriguez. You had Clemente. You had Renato Ibarra. And then, of course, you had Nicolas Benedetti as your cam. And then you had up top Mr. Henry Martin. Now, I think you look at that lineup and you think to yourself, that is a pretty good darn lineup, if you ask me. I think the best lineup we could have presented under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was expecting a lot more from these 11 players out on the pitch. And we will discuss that the fact of the matter is that the game was uh, – possibly going to get postponed for this week due to terrible weather conditions in regards to the wind. Now, if any of you have ever played soccer and have played in the wind when it's completely, completely unbearable, you know exactly how terrible those games go. So that's basically what we got here in this Copa Mekis final, no Christian? Yeah, it's a, it's a shame too because I think for all fans, you know, America Juarez and neutrals, you know, this game didn't live up to the expectations that everyone thought it was going to. Um, but yeah, like you said though, I think the team really let us down in terms of their performance. Um, like you said, once again, uh, this is probably the best eleven we could have put out, um, and you know, it just didn't live up, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. And it, and it was a real shame. It was a real shame that this final played out this way. Very, I mean, let's just call it for the way. It was a terrible final. It looked like almost a group stage match, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very, very below average game. Uh, me and my dad were talking about it, too. He was like, after the final whistle was blow, all was blown, he was just like, wow, what a, what a terrible match. It was pretty awful. So, yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the real result that mattered happened on the pitch. America walked away with a victory 1-0. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. But first, give me your final impression or your final thoughts after the final whistle blew. America's champion of the Copa MX. What's running through your mind? Let us know. Finally. You know, we finally lift this damn trophy that we cannot lift for some reason, but we finally did it. Uh, we didn't play pretty. That's 100%. Everyone knows that we did not play pretty. Uh, the weather was for both. While I do think it influenced a little bit, I don't think it should have influenced the match that much. Um, but, yeah, I was happy with the win, but not really content with our performance. 
Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the basis of, of what I kind of was understanding going around, uh, not just Twitter, but all over social media. So it, was, it was content about the victory, not so much about the display of the team. I think there was a lot of uh, questions to be answered by some of these players that we thought were going to give us those answers come Sunday, but it, it turns out that they, they, they still yet to, to find the rhythm that we're seeking from them which is a bit worrisome, and we will get into that once we talk about uh, not only the Cruces game, but the Toluca game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would agree. I-, I think the final whistle blows. Uh, you know, I look over, me and my dad just kind of go, okay, that's we t- you take care of business, and that's it. They really celebrated the way you- I celebrated against, you know, Cruz Azul when we won. Yeah, no, same here. Title. We-, we even, like, high-five. We-, we usually high-five after games. When we, when we went, we-, we just looked at them and we were like, wow, that was that was bad. That was bad. Oh, yeah, yeah that was, I really, we were like, yo, yeah, oh, that was bad. Yeah, let's just go move on. Uh, no, and it was, um, yeah, it just wasn't pretty. It wasn't good. And I think yeah. a lot of a lot of people on the chat would agree to this that there was just, um, I don't know, there's just there was a lot of things that went wrong for this game. And uh, hopefully we uh, hopefully we pick things up against Toluca because I would like to have said we picked things up against Cruz Azul, but the matter of fact is Probably we didn't. Yeah. And the most worrisome part is that we were at home. Yeah, and uh, that uh, that that that's really really shocking. But uh, going down into the game, first half, I, I think you know America tries to play their game, but also tries to fa- figure out how they're going to be able to match the wind conditions. Because at mm-hmm. first they were playing against the wind, which Correct. is technically the worst position you could be in mm-hmm. uh, in these type of games. But uh, I, I think they did well. They coped very well with it. There was a lot of strain in regards to long shots, but. Um, I, I think the team composed themselves very well. Defensively, I thought it was a pretty solid matchup. There's maybe one or two incidents here and there, but regardless of the matter of fact, I think Emmanuel Aguilera actually showed up in the defense this time, not just on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, I think you look at, um, you know, actually I messed up on the lineup. I can't believe it. Um, but Mateo Suribe did not start. It was Edson at center defensive mid with Guido, and it was Bruno Valdez at the defense. So yeah. no one caught that, but I Wait. did. So props to me. Oh, I guess. Wait, you you said? Uh, never mind. Yeah, props to you. Go go. But either way, the defense looks solid. Um, but it is against the second division side team, so you would imagine that that would be the case, right? I mean, no disrespect right. to Juarez, who had to do a lot to get to this position. But it's either either way, you're the reigning defending champions of the. Uh, of the Apertura, looking for the Bicampeonato, this Clausura, I would imagine that a second division side should not be causing you that much trouble. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, props to the defense for getting that right. And then you look at, you know, what the midfield did. I think they controlled the ball decently sometimes. I think Guido did well to cover spaces. Edson did okay moving forward. Um, again, the wingers, Clemente, did not show me anything. He has so much more to show and so much more to prove. Um, but I mean, I think his time is up right now with America until there's another Copa Mekis around the corner because I don't really see him getting that much play time. Mm-hmm. Renati Barra being Renati Barra, probably the most creative player going forward for us in both just Copa and League. And then, of course, you had Henry um, up top doing the lone striker role. <laughs> I think me and you got into a little bit of a debate as to whether or not he was having a good game. I thought uh, he personally uh, was. You thought he wasn't. We'll get into that right now. Punches were thrown, um, guys. Punches were thrown. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. And um, and Nicolas Benedetti, who I thought was our one of our most outstanding players, and then of course uh, he gets injured this match. Uh, don't remind me. Hinges us 
pretty badly because I would say that he would have been probably the best player for us moving forward into the Liga. Mm -hmm. And now to not have a player of his caliber is definitely going to hurt us in the long run. So uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But ultimately, I mean, the players did all right. You know, I I think the players didn't – they didn't excel, but Mm. they also didn't fail. I mean, it's, it's a weird place to be at, really. It's, it's, it's a very Twilight Zone kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. for these players, you know? What, what was uh, your take on, on, on you know, the, the way that these players performed? I mean, I feel like we're just repeating ourselves at this point. You know, we, we know they can they can give a lot more, but they didn't. But they also didn't play that bad because they were, for most of the game, I would say, you know, it was America dominant. Um. You know, you had a few plays of brilliance here and there. But other than that, I mean, we really didn't do much. I I want to say that I'm guessing the weather had to be the only uh, reason why we didn't excel to 100%. But I kind of don't want to use that excuse because, I mean, you know, we, we should be able to handle the weather and a second division team, a second division team pretty, uh, pretty easily. And, you know, that kind of really wasn't the case. And, you know, and it wasn't to say that America was playing terrible. I think just in the final third, we weren't creating anything. I thought we had good ball possession. I thought we had good ball movement in the midfield. But it was just once you had to get to that final third, once you had to take a shot, once you had to be a little bit creative and open up spaces for yourself, I thought that's what we lacked a little bit. Pretty much the problem all season. Yeah, and and it really was, and it really has been. I mean, you had the same problem against Sunday against Cruz Azul, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just this is a very lackluster America side, yeah. Um, and it's gonna continue to be like this if there isn't a creative player like Benedetti out there on the pitch to get things moving. Uh, you would have imagined Matos Uribe is that guy, but even him, he he's just not living up to his name anymore. Yeah, no, it's very disappointing to see Matos Uribe really rise to the stardom of a player that we all fell in love with. You know, scoring golazos here and left, assisting any player he wants in the world. Going to Russia and then coming back and then giving performances like this is really heartbreaking, in my opinion, because this is a player I rated highly. Um, I would even say that he was probably my favorite player on America in his time of, you know, when he was scoring and assisting everybody. I was like, wow, like this player really deserves to be on the national team. deserves all the world recognition. We were even scared when there were rumors of him going to, to Sevilla. Um, in a couple transfer win- uh, windows ago, and now he's here. And now I think most of us want him. You know little bit away from us now in this upcoming transfer window but like you said though we, we really need him to really perform like him like how we know he can perform because like you said with the absence of Benedetti we have nobody creating and it's it's not looking pretty for us it really isn't it, it really really isn't um but I want to go a little bit more into the game uh first half I think that's where we get the goal yes correct mm-hmm. um comes off a penalty kick which i think is i think it's good it, yeah, it's, it's a not, fair call to make yeah, it's a fair call to me yeah it's a it's fair true. call to make i think henry pounces on the opportunity very well mm-hmm. he gets in front of the player gets kicked gets brought down in the penalty box penalty i mean how to get that does well by the way that was not an easy thing to do oh against the win. the win yeah yes now normally a penalty itself in a final is not that easy to take just mm-hmm. add the win to that that's even more yeah, you know? so props Aguilera so, for that one. Props Aguilera. I took a penalty this last Sunday in my Sunday league team. You missed. And 
Uh, no, I, I scored it. Although oh. I, I, I aimed, I aimed for for the bottom lo lower corner. Okay. And um, it actually went completely high. It was a it technically like a golazo because it hit like it was in the in the meta esquina of the post. Uh -huh. But yeah. um, I was like, I was not meaning to aim right there. So that was uh, that was a bit scary. Uh, Whatever. But it, it's not, yeah. I mean, a goal is a goal, but uh, it was not easy. And I can only imagine, you know, put yourself in as a center back in the final for a cup, a trophy that this institution hasn't won for quite some time. I think it, uh, it, it definitely, definitely yeah. put some pressure. But he dealt with it very well. Gets us the goal. Um, you saw what the goal and 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 what what it meant not only for Aguilera but for the whole team in general. Yeah, the celebration up. And then. Um, and I think we managed the game quite well. It was just, again, there wasn't a real urge from America once they saw Quarters wasn't really pushing. Yeah, no. It was just like, okay, let's keep possession, and then if a chance opens up, let's take it. But if not, let's just keep touching. I don't know. It was uh, it's Like you said, it's been very weird how we, we handled this game. Um, I don't know if because that was the, the message that I gave to them. Okay, listen, guys, you guys are up. Because we know that it likes to do this. You know, we're up, and then he likes to, you know, relax. So was that really the message? Like, okay, guys, we're up. We have this game in our bag. Just, you know, don't do anything, like, that can cause an injury or that will lead them to a breakaway or anything like that. Just play our game, and then we got this. So I really do think maybe that's where it, uh, this kind of, like, stalemate-ish kind of game comes from. Yeah, I don't know if Piojo's direct intention was to let's play it safe and let's yeah. not risk it. Um, I think maybe he was like, let's just be smart and keep the ball. And I think the players from there took on the whole kind of, okay, we're relaxed, the other team isn't really pressing. And then you got into that point of the match where you were just kind of, okay, what's going to happen next? You know, it's not like Juarez is doing anything much. It's not like America has any real rush or pressure to go forward. Yeah. Um. And then I really think that the game completely, completely died off after the Benedetti injury. Yeah, man. That's uh. Can do you do you want to talk about it? Cause it kind of it kind of makes me sad. Um. Yeah. We saw we see Benedetti taking on the defender on the wing, uh, near the touchline, and then you know a tackle comes in, and I guess his ankle like gets rolled over or whatever, or I don't know. I don't know how that happened. But um, but yeah, we see him go down. He can't come back into the game, and you know everyone's fearing the worst because he can't he can't walk. He needs to be helped off the field and onto um an ambulance. And then we were just like, wow, uh, it's a sad, sad, sad pictures, especially for a player that's been catching fire and you know, like you said, most likely our most creative player going forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then of course, uh, injury news on Benedetti. For those of you who aren't aware of it already. He will be out for eight weeks, completely eight weeks. Uh, that definitely means that he will no longer be participating in this season. So when the season is cut short, and uh, hopefully the team can keep fighting and keep pushing for him mm -hmm. uh, for this club suit-up. But it is the end of the road for Benedetti, at least this season so far. And we'll hope to to get the best from him in the upcoming season. But it is going to be tough. And and I would imagine it's going to be very tough for the player himself. I'm pretty sure he had very high hopes of going to the Copa America. I don't know how much this hinges his opportunities of going and, uh, you know, everything else too. You know, how is he going to recover? Who is he going to be the same Benedetti when he comes back? You know, a lot, a lot of questions regarding this injury. Um, I guess at this point you can only just hope for the best.
No, yeah, 100%. And, you know, like we said, I think, earlier in the pod, you know, this is the moment. This is Uribe's moment. This is Jeremy Menez's moment. Uh, rumors of him, you know, leaving or whatever. I, I don't want to get into that right now. Just you have him there. And why not play him in, the, in a position where he excels, knowing that Uribe hasn't really been him himself? So, you know, why not give Menez a chance, you know? Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, so the, the those two are the players I'm looking at to really help us in the creative aspect of our game because you know if when we talk about Cruz Azul, you know creativity it was not existent that whole game. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So the injury happens. America just kind of looks like they're done with the game. Juarez then starts picking it up a little bit. Yeah, um, starting a little scary. Shots mm-hmm. here and there. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too, uh, you know, that 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 really troubles America. But still, in the back of your mind, you're like, great. Except for that one that injured, injured Marche. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the only scary one that they had. But other than that, though, like you said, you know, a couple of shots right to him, you know, nothing nothing to worry about. Nothing that, that troubles Marche. Yeah, nothing to trouble March and nothing to trouble really the team that much. But, um, you know, the final whistle blows. America wins 1-0. Fans, a lot of people went a little bit too crazy for this uh, victory. I will say this. Um, the players, though, they, they deserved it. They enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think at the end of the day, it is the Copa. We, we have to kind of keep that realistically in perspective. Um, whether you guys agree with me or not, I, I, you know, everyone has their own different takes on, on, on this, you know, a trophy is a trophy. I understand that, but at the end of the day, it doesn't carry as much weight as it does a league title. And let's not forget that we were in the, um, you know, not that long ago, we were, we were just criticizing other teams too, for, for winning that, that tournament yeah. and for parading it around too, as well. So we kind of have to keep that in perspective, but I think at the end of the day, the team merits the, you know. Uh, the, the the appraisal the the applauds from from the fans I, I I think it was it was very well handled this campaign um I think like like we mentioned all all season long this was a a tournament that the institution had asked Bioko for the club had demanded this as uh, one of the requirements for this season uh, he delivered and now because of that um I think he you know filled another little bit of a check mark that uh in his in his contract so that he can you know potentially stay here for even longer but mm-hmm. you know Piojo did well the, the players did well it was a very well campaign of a of a season for uh for america and the copa and i think you know they deserved their little celebration i think that was it that i i think the team had to um like i, I mentioned in the last podcast you know the team had the right to celebrate that night and the following day. But, you know, once Friday came, I think you had to get back into the rhythm of things because at the end of the day, uh, you should know what the real objective is. And the real objective is getting to be campeonato. Yes, 100%. I think you put it uh, perfectly. Um, But from my understanding, though, I don't think they really celebrated Thursday because I think that's when they were coming back to um, to, to DFM. And then yeah. they, whatever, whenever they came back, I think they had that day off and then they went back Friday. So they had a day off. So, and we'll get into that though. We'll get into that. Uh, because you they mean, were if, for the Cruz game. But, uh, but yeah, overall. Did that factor? Uh, no, I don't think that played a factor. No. I think oh, the okay. day, the day off kind of helped us, but we'll get into that though. Uh, in the, in, in the Cruz game. But, uh, but yeah, no, like you said, overall, it was a it was a good cut for the team. I guess team morale in a in a way, you know, they kind of get that get that one out of the way. And you hear 
you know, Piojo in the in the presser afterwards, he said, "Okay, you know what? We have this now. It's time. It's time for the for the real objective. You know, the the the, the Liga, the, the Bicampeonato. So we got we had to keep working towards that, and that's going to be our main objective going forward. So it's good to hear that from him that he acknowledges that you know it, the season's not over yet. We still have a great great chance of you know becoming uh Bicampeones, and but he also acknowledges that there is a lot of work to do." A lot. I think at this point, he's, he's at this point, you're coming to the end of the semester. At this point, you had like your big paper due. And I think Piojo's all waiting for the last minute to cram everything together. Yeah. And that's and what scares me. Yes. Me too, as well. Uh, me, me too. Me too. Me too. Yes. I think that's the proper, proper, proper way yeah. to say that. Me too. Yes. I agree with you. There you go. That's even better. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Ah, uh, so that's the Copa Mekis. America wins it. Pretty good. All well, you know, performance. Um, damn, I can't believe we I can't believe I can say this out loud. But we won a tournament in which Carlos Vargas featured in every single starting eleven. <laughs> there you go. I guess that's something to be proud of now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean we criticized them a lot. Oh, we did. But um Hey, he was out there dancing, doing his thing when they won, and I think very much so. I mean, he played the whole competition, the yeah. whole tournament, and um, hey, you know what? Give props to him. He uh, he's got a medal now. There you go. And you know, I didn't, I didn't think he played bad in in this game. I think, I think he he was one of the ones that you know kind of excelled in his position. I don't know how you take. Yeah, um, no, I I think he had a pretty good song. I mean, look, Vargas had potential to be this great player. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he um. He didn't live up to it, not only just because of him, but also, like I think we mentioned with the last time, his position, he you know, he was always a center back, not a left back, and then he never really adapted to that position. Plus, you know, time, the, the you know, the amount of game time he had is very limited. I mean, that's definitely going to hinge on any players trying to grow. So, I mean, you know, hopefully this isn't the highlight of his career, but, you know, yeah, he has something, to, something to, to go on, you know? No, 100%. So. So congratulations to the boys for making it out there, the Copa Mekis. I um did we predict that America was gonna win the Copa Mekis? I I'd have to go back to the to the first episode of this year. Yeah. Okay. Um I, I wanna say that we did, but you know. I think we did. I would hope so. I would yeah. hope so. If it is, then you guys can definitely count on us for next week. Uh we'll give you guys the uh the power the powerball winning numbers. There you go. I'm down definitely. for that. I'm down for that. I don't know about you, I'm down for that. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll probably just give each other's like phone numbers away or something, and just pretend like those are the winning numbers. There's seven, right? Seven, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know. Alrighty, um, <laughs> but there you guys have it. Copa Mekis is in the bag, wrapped up. No more competition, and America can now solely focus on the league, and we'll have to wait to see whether or not winning this Copa actually hinged us in the long run in the league, but I mean, only time will tell. And uh, well, time's coming up pretty short, three more matches left, and uh, it's not looking that good for America right now to finish in the top four. But we'll get into that right now in just a little bit, but I'm gonna give a little bit of a pause here so you guys can enjoy a little bit of something we like to call trivia. trivia. For those of you guys who love our trivia segments, we always urge you guys to come out here to a live show so you guys can submit your questions out uh, and uh, get yourself those points. 
But as always, I'm going to redirect the microphone over to Christian. Christian, let these beautiful people know what they're playing to today. Of course. Um, so my good friend, my good host, Ivan, will post the, the scoreboard because I finally did it for you guys. Don't worry. They're going to be here in the chat and mo uh, momentarily. Um, obviously, they don't include the points from today because you guys haven't answered it. But today's question is, in what season – did we defeat the Lucas seven to two? Oh man! Um, I, I didn't say oh man because I know the answer, but because my computer is freaking out. <laughs> oh my goodness! So when I, the scoreboard, when Ivan's computer is all fixed, he will put the scoreboard first and then the the link to the question afterwards. Um. So yeah, you guys have an hour to do this. Eleven thirty, it will close, and um. Yeah, that'll be it. Uh, the scoreboard should be updated with this one next week. If it's not, then I'll let you guys know. But that is trivia. Um, also, you guys haven't really been uh, telling me if you guys would like trivia to be solely on the podcast or you guys would still like a question on Twitter. Keep giving me that feedback, please. It really helps me out and, you know, how to, you know, give a point out to you guys as well because I know it, there's been a little drop in, you know, um, participants for trivia and i really want everyone to play so if people can't make it out just let me know and you know, i'll probably post a tweet on twitter uh letting everybody know to give me feedback but yeah uh let me know and uh that's trivia for today that is trivia so uh yeah get your guys's questions your answers in excuse me what we hear saying get your questions in mm. um yeah get uh get trivia going Get your answers up because uh, you know we're coming to the end of the, of the season now, and yes. we really want you guys to get your uh, get your answers in, get yourself a little bit closer, make things a little bit more exciting, more interesting. Um, I'm looking at the scoreboard. My goodness, some of you guys know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's it's pretty cool to see that this many people know you know our history, and you know it's uh, it, it's cool. It's just cool. It's cool. It's cool to see. Most definitely, most definitely. So I hope you guys are enjoying the trivia. Let Christian know whether or not you guys want it solely here on the podcast or if you guys want it on Twitter as well. If you guys are listening to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you guys let us know too on Twitter. Be like, hey, look, I can never make it to a live show, so can you please, please have trivia on Twitter? And then that would be a lot helpful as well because we're not only trying to uh, hear out to the listeners that come out to the live show, we also want to partake and, and listen to you guys who can't make it to live show but are always there listening to the podcast afterwards. So, uh, yeah, just let us know. We're here to try to comply with all of you guys because at the end of the day, we're all one big, happy community slash family here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. But, Christian, I think that does it for trivia. Get your questions in. I believe the season was in 1998. And um, don't take my word for it, guys. Just, uh, you know. Go with what your gut. My gut's telling me that. Alrighty. Beautiful. Let's do it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Alrighty. Well, uh, time to continue to talk about the not so good week America had registering a 0 0 draw against Cruz Azul in the Classico Open. So, America finished a very dullless uh, game against Cruz Azul, in which a match that potentially had a lot more to give. Mm -hmm. um, 
could potentially have been another game in which America would be the center of attention for VAR calls, but that wasn't the case, even though maybe some people still will be talking about that. But at the end of the day, America hosted Cruz Azul on Sunday at the Salisteca in search of all three points, got nothing but a draw and a lot, a lot of criticism to go their way. I mean, what can we say about this game, Christian? Um, you know, I'll I'll get into my my little rant right now. Um, coming into this game, there were a lot of people that said that watch out for America. You know, they most likely will not be as explosive as they usually are because they played a, a cup match on Wednesday. Now, what I have to say to that is. You know, America was built, this team, this very squad, Herrera built it knowing that we had two competitions to play, the Copa Américas and the Liga. We have the depth in the team. You said it. I said it, that this team has all the debt in the world because, you know, you can you can easily re- – well, not easily, but you can switch out players and you still get a very competitive team. We saw it against Tijuana. That's why they rotate against Tijuana, so they'll be fresh for, for, the, for the final and for the Clásico. To say that America was – tired and that's why they didn't you know exceed our expectations against Cruzul or wasn't as explosive against Cruzul is complete crap to me because this team should not be uh you know giving the tired excuse when you are built to handle situations like this you know that that can't be that can't be an excuse especially for an institution like America because America cannot live by those you know oh uh, I was tired so I didn't I didn't play uh, 100% um, you know, that, that that just can't be the case, especially now in this point of the season when, you know, points are very crucial. And, you know, it, it's it's a little bit a little bit concerning to see that that was kind of the mentality of Herrera, because Herrera said it too in the in the in the in the presser that, uh that you know, yeah, my players were a little bit tired. Maybe that's why we didn't we didn't, we didn't play uh, to our expectations as well. So, you know, I just don't like I don't like that mentality from the team and especially after a game like this. Yeah, I think you say it perfectly. America is um, is in no place to to say that. Uh, well, let's just face it. They, they there is no excuse for an America side. Never, ever, yeah. no matter what. Excuse me. Um, I think you you have to understand who you are, what club, who you're representing. You don't get the liberty to say, "I just played a final on Wednesday. Can't you guys cut me some slack?" I I had to play on Tuesday. I mean, exactly. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here. You're America. You know you're in it for everything. Like you mentioned, the squad depth, we knew what we, we were getting ourselves into. We knew what the compromises were ahead of time. And now look at us. Still mm-hmm. not being able to compete in both competitions properly. Scraping by against FC Juarez to win a Copa. And now to play as poorly as we did against Cruz Azul at home, that. That is completely shocking. So let's get into it like we always do. Let's just talk lineups, at least in the first half of everything. Uh, Do you have the lineup or do you want me to get it? I got it. Okay, so go ahead. Read to these people exactly what the lineup was for um, for the Classical Hobbit. Sure. Uh, In net, we had Marchesin. Right back, Paul Aguilar. Center backs, Aguilera Valdez. Left back, Jorge Sanchez. Uh, in the midfield, we had Guido Rodriguez, Etan Alvarez as DMs. Going forward, we had Renato Ibarra on the right wing. Cam Uribe, left wing, Andres Ibargüen. And our lone striker was Henry Martin. 
Now, you know, you're thinking to yourself, that's a pretty good solid lineup. Yeah, we're missing a couple of key players. Yeah, we're missing a couple of the big names. But still, it should be more than enough to go out there and get a result against Cruz Azul, mm-hmm. who, by the way, had their best team on the pitch. But, you know, their bench was, it was you know, looking a little bit thin in comparison yeah. to ours. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you thought, you know, man for man, talent for talent, at least for those 18 players out there, on you know, in the Azteca, you think America had the upper advantage? Uh, you completely thought we had the advantage. You know, we we're looking we're looking high hope, uh, high morale. I'm sorry, high morale after a Copa Mekis when you know this should give us some confidence going into the game. And you know, I really thought that you know, man for man, we were probably the better team. And I think I, I you, you're right. We do sound like a broken record at this point. <laughs> it was the same. It was the same problem as every single problem we've had, but. It's um, it's again. We're just so so dull when it comes to the final third. When we have to get in 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 that penalty box, it's like you create very too little. And when you do, you don't even take the proper opportunities that come your way. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, I really do think our problem is to we're too reliant on Renato Ibarra. I think Cruz Azul knew that. Um, I really do think that, you know, once they figured out, okay, listen, they're playing a lot from the right side. Let's put two, even sometimes three on him. You know, you cut off Renato Ibarra, you cut off our whole lifeline of our attack. So, you know, that's what they, that's why you saw Renato Ibarra you kind of switch with, with Ibarra in multiple times during the match because he realized that, or Herrera realized, Leo, listen, they're, they're, they're double teaming you on that side. Go to this side. And then once, you know, time passes, you'll go back. Um, so, because if you look, uh, there was an interesting stat I was looking at earlier. About 60% of our attack went through the right side, or I would say Renato Ibarra's side. So, you know, you, you cut off Renato Ibarra, you cut off our, our attack, and I think that's where the big problem starts because, you know, without a player like Benedetti who gave you options through the wings and through the middle, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of you're kinda predictable at this, at, this, uh, at this moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, I mean, he still had Aldrete on his toes, which, I mean, says a lot about Ibarra. Yes, but, uh uh-huh, and I do think Ibarra can take him on one for one. Uh, I think Ibarra took him on. All the times they had a 1v1, I think Ibarra beat him. Which says a lot. But still, yes, uh, you know, but once you get past one, there was, like, two more guys waiting for you. Yeah, and it was Um, a a little bit hard. I'll give him that. But, you know, honestly, if I want to be that guy right now, even when he got past his man, I really do think his crossing really limited him from being this superstar player. If he knew how to cross, I I know I know you you and our good friend Tom really we had this discussion like I think it was months ago about his crossing. But I also do think <laughs> if, if he can give more precise and more dangerous crosses into the box, I really do think Rante Barra just soars on a whole nother level. I think we we'll put him on Guido Rodriguez level. Um, of a player, and you know, there were there were some moments where you got past your first man. Okay, literally, I need a good cross from you. You you know, you have Uribe, Uribe and Henry waiting for you, and you know the cross just doesn't doesn't even reach them. It's nowhere near them, and you no know, moments like that is like you know you can't have you, you can't just waste those opportunities, especially knowing how the game is is going and how how Cruz Azul is defending and how uh it's being played out. You know, those those are opportunities that you know you can, really can't uh, let go to waste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would add much more to that. I, I, I think I agree with that. A lot of people agree with that. You know, um, although hey, 
you're right in in the sense that we overloaded that side a little bit too much. And and our good friend Mr. Carlos Diaz said, you know, I want to see a little bit more bore. Ugh, can't even talk right now. <laughs> uh, he said, I wanted to see a little bit more ball movement through Georgie. Uh, he really energized the team play when he, uh, you know, when he was a regular option. And um, and and I think he's right in the sense. I think you know a little bit more play through the left wing would have been nice. Um, I, again, you, I feel like Piojo was just going at his old tactics, you know. Yeah. What's mm -hmm. worked for me in the past has to work for me now. Right. And, and you, know. you know, I feel like a lot of people giving Andres Ibarguen a lot of slack. You know, I'm not saying he, he had a good game because I, I think he was one of the, you know, the people on the offense that really dis disappointed me. But, like, I feel like Ibarguen gets the ball, tries to make a play, and then he doesn't make the play. You know, he loses the ball, whatever. And then, like, everyone just gets frustrated. Okay, you know what? We're not passing to you anymore. We'll just go to Nate Ibarra again. You know, a player's not going to win their dribble 100% of the time. People have to understand that. You know, you know you're, play, you're playing a very good defensive team. I think they're the third best defensive team in the league. You know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time, you know, to feel your defender. Okay, you know, I can't do this. Like, then, you know, he has to test them out a little bit. But, you know, like you said, going through the left wing, Gave us gave us a lot of fruition when he first came back, and you saw this whole new, you know, lifeline in our attack. That oh my god, listen, we could play to the left as well too. So it gave us options. It gave us a variety going forward. And you know, you cut that off. You know, you just play through the right wing. It's kind of predictable. Definitely, definitely. Our good friend Mr. Carlos Serna saying, just like Jurgen, he can dribble past defenders, but can't cross a ball. Yikes. I wouldn't say that Nantibar is that bad, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not that bad, but like, but still, his crossing really needs to uh, be worked on. If he can cross, oh man, the the things that Nantibar can do, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's going to produce wonders for us. Now, I will say this much, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite alarming that Edson Alvarez got taken off. You think? Yes, because I don't think he was one of those players that you needed to sub out. Because I think the number one player that should have gone out right away was Mateo Suribe. 100%. I, 100%, I How did he finish the match? I have no idea. Me and my dad were just like, it's it's Piojo serious right now? Uribe's finishing the match? Like, it's... I don't know, man. The first substitution was Roger for Henry. Yes, correct. The second substitution was Menes um, for Edson. Menes for Edson. Yes. I don't think we had a third one. No, we had no. Us and Cruz Azul didn't use our, our third substitution. Um, you know, this is a little bit all over the place. We, we, we usually talk about the first half. Then we talk yeah. About the we're, we're already here. We're already but, here. But, we, we but this, well just... game, this game is just such a mess that I feel like it's, it's appropriate for us to do this. <laughs> no, but yes, it, it was it was terrible from Piojo's end. I think he has a lot, a lot of the blame for this matchup because you're taking out key players in key positions. Look, Edson was running the midfield with Guido. Edson was playing some fantastic balls, you know, doing wonderful switches. Gave you that Rafa Marquez-esque type of passing that you saw from Rafa in his prime. And you thought, this is great. You know, and we know what Edson's capable of doing, pushing forward, and whenever he gets an opportunity, he can put it in the back of the net sometimes from long range, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So to see him leave and for Mateo Zeriba to stay after he had a terrible first half, a poor second half, it was like, why even bother with this guy right now, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's what frustrated a lot of people was the Mateo Soriva situation. You know, as much as we could talk about what America didn't do right on the pitch, what America wasn't getting things right, um, you know, how much we just, you know, consistently go down that right-hand side, how Ibarra's crossing is not that great, how Henry's movement wasn't so great in the box. I think at the end of the day, the real headline is, why does Mateo Soriva end up playing all 90 minutes, but you get someone like Edson Alvarez, who's actually doing a pretty good shift, get taken out? Mm-hmm. I mean... From from when I saw that substitution, I just felt like Bioha wanted wanted to win the game. I I guess that was the message that he was trying to send out. Okay, I'm sending another offensive player, taking out a defensive player, and seeing what I can do. But um, that's that that's what I got from that sub. But other than that, though, I 100% agree with you. Mateo Sudiba should have. I think honestly, he should have probably t- got gotten taken out at halftime because the way he was playing was was not doing anything for us. And, you know, maybe give him the next 45 minutes. You know, you're giving him 10 minutes, you know, like, and you give him 10 minutes and you expect him to, you know, win the game for you or score a hat trick or something. Like, I feel like. You know, even though you did say, and I quote your tweet, Menes will score. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I just want him to score something because, like, like, people are just doubting him so much. But, like, you're not even giving him, like, enough playing time to produce something, you know, something important. The 80th minute, Cruz Azul and America are just like, you know what, guys, it's a draw right now. You know, let's, let's you know, let's keep it like this, you know. So, you know, Cruz Azul is a little bit a little bit back in their in their in their end. Um and then you know, you you have Menes who really can't do much because he hasn't been in rhythm of the game, but you know, let him let him feel the game out for a few minutes and then see what he can do. But you know, you're not you're not even giving the guy a chance, to be honest. I will say this about Jeremy. He came in and he had this look that he said, "I didn't want. I don't even want to be here." I mean, I feel like he has that look all the time. Really, because I feel like he's his attitude is uh, a little bit observed. Uh, uh, whatever you know, what I can't say the word right now, but his his attitude isn't the right one right now. I, I think the vibe he's giving off, at least for me, in the sense is that he feels like he's too big of a player right now. He's We know that he's frustrated with the fact that he's not getting minutes on the scoreboard. We know that he uh, that he hasn't been performing that great in practices. He, I think the only reason people said it himself on this back was that, um, you know, the staff was a little bit disappointing. The fact that the way he's been playing has been a little bit worrisome yeah. in, in practices. I've seen him in person, and whenever he did play against Atlas, he was very slow and and rigged in his movement but i just thought that was just him being menaced but looking back at it you know he he was arguing a lot with 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 ibar when he you know some of the balls he wanted to play right away were a bit absurd he he just he seems that he feels like he's too big of a player to be on the bench and then when he does come in he's like well whatever's and he just does what he wants and doesn't really give that a hundred and ten percent that I need from him right now. I just feel like you just hit on the head. You know, I feel his attitude is because of his playing time. You know, he, like you said, he feels he needs to be starting uh, week in and week out. But you know, but if you were a great player and a great teammate, you would respect the you know the choices of your coach, and then you know try to work harder in training because, like you said, the problem starts with training. You know, if you don't if you don't train. If you don't practice, if you don't show the coach in practice what you're capable of, if you're showing him attitude and like 
and like slow movements and you know not trying to get better at your game what makes you think that he's gonna start you in a classical game you know that's just that just doesn't make sense to be honest um but like you said maybe his ego is just too big right now but um but i still think that he deserves a chance now i'll say this though it is gonna sound so messed up but if I'm Jeremy Menace and I know Nicholas Benedetti just got injured and I know the way Matheus Oliva is playing, I am on the sideline like, you know, like, okay, this is my exactly. chance. Great. Perfect. But he's not taking the chance, though. Like, and, the this thing. Is, and, and you would imagine, like, okay, now that you get this opportunity, you're at practice, you're, like, killing yourself, you're producing all this magic, which you know you have in the bag, you know? Just mm -hmm. go out there, do that, and then come into the game and prove it. Because I would like to see him as a starter as well. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about lineups in Toluca. So um, um, keep an eye out for my lineup. Uh, I don't see mine starting, by the way. <laughs> uh, don't knock it until you try it. I don't know. Oh, we we'll tried it. We tried oh, we it. tried it. We definitely yeah. tried it, yes. And, but, and it did not work. But, um, um, last time I gave a crazy lineup, it, it, it worked. So uh, I'm And did we win that game, Christian? Did we no, win that game? No, we did not. But that, <laughs> but that, that wasn't the lineup's fault. It was uh, it was Piojo's fault and it was Lavar's fault. No, nah, I'm just joking. But um, but yeah, though this uh, yeah, this game's been all over. We've been all over, honestly. Yeah, this game was terrible, and we're gonna leave it at that. I don't want to, you know. But I I, I will say this though, if we're closing out the game, I will say this though. Last season, America tied nil nil with Cruz Azul as well, and we became champions. That's all I gotta say. Last season, we were not in sixth place, and when this happened, true, but we still tied nil nil, and we proceeded then to tie against Toluca. And yeah, that's it. You no, and and we tied against Santos right after that. That was three draws before we won four one against Veracruz and in Toluca, if you remember correctly. We're about to lose four one against Veracruz if we don't get our stuff together. Yeah. Um. But you know yeah, what? We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I mean, food was a snooze fest at times. At most, uh, you know what? A lot of people are gonna be like, "Why aren't you talking about the VAR? Why aren't you talking about the goal that was disallowed by America?" Yeah, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, there were calls, they were made. There's no way going back around it. There's no way the referee is gonna change their, his mind once he made the call. It was that. It was that. I think America's VAR call was a bit absurd. I think that that should be given as a goal. But then again, on the other end, I think America was lucky to walk away with that not being a penalty if the referee was going by the same criteria. I'm not saying that I agree that it could have been a penalty know that it was a handball by Manuel Aguilera. I'm just saying if the referee was following his criteria, that should have also been a VAR call in which he should have pointed to the spot. But that wasn't the case. And I, I, I'm honestly happy with that. I was like, I can't I can't go another week in which the VAR is the center of attention because of this America side. Yes, let's just leave it at that, honestly. Definitely. Most, most definitely. All righty, we'll leave it at that. And then, uh, yeah, the classical Hoven ends 0-0. Christians has said it because America drew 0-0 against, uh, against Cruz Azul. We are in there for going to be the Campeonato champions come the end of May. Yes. We will, <laughs> we will, be, will be champions. We will be champions. All right, ladies Hopefully. and gentlemen. Let's move on into the final segment of the podcast which is America versus Toluca, the preview. But before that, I want to talk a little bit about the ladies. Just give them a quick shout-out, just because, ladies, we have been all over the place with the men who, quite frankly, maybe don't even deserve for us to be talking about them so much the way they you know, have been going. I feel like we you said the same exact thing last season when we were playing 
subpar. You said the same exact thing. You were like, you know what? The men are, don't are aren't worth to be talking about. Let's talk about the ladies because they're you know they've been excelling at everything. And they were. I'm not saying they weren't, but yeah, I remember the same exact quote. It's all coming back. Deja vu, as they as they call it. No, really. It was. It, it really has been a, a a bit of deja vu moment for uh, for us here and at the EY podcast for that zero zero against Cruzul and then me saying this um, mm-hmm. and the broken record that America is always you know playing a bit uh, lacklustrous. Uh, but I will say this much: America does come into the feminine uh, side of things on a very very good standard. Uh, they have secured first place as as things are looking um they did lose against pachuca yesterday which means they have been now staying at 35 points uh, pachuca has gone up to 30 i believe um you know what i'm over here looking at it and the google stats when i should be looking at, at probably the liga mekis official website stats so bear with me a little bit but um the ladies have been doing a job well done um i mean what more what more do you want from these from these girls you know they're they're pulling in a shift mind you they have also had tremendous serious injuries so i mean for them to come out give face and and give you know this kind of look i it just says a lot, you know. They have they're still in first place with thirty five points. Pachuca has gone now up to thirty three. Um, you know, I, I mean, for a fact, America's already made the playoffs in that aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to see uh, what their next game is. I, you know, Dylan's usually the one that has this on Decky Ten. Uh, <laughs> he wrote in the chat. He needs. We need him for for the ladies talk. They do. We do. We do. We do need you. I'm sorry, Dylan. But uh, the next game is going to be against Lobos Wap in um, in on four. That's Saturday. Saturday, April twentieth, at the uh, twelve o'clock Central Time. That is one o'clock your time, Christian, and ten o'clock in the morning my time. Will probably not be transmitted, unfortunately. But uh, the ladies keep going, keep producing, and uh, keep showcasing. It's actually the last game before they um uh before they part ways in and go into the league yeah yeah hopefully they can end it on a pretty big win and uh you know that will carry the momentum wise going forward but shout out to the ladies who keep producing what they do and uh as always ladies and gentlemen as soon as you wake up saturday morning after a long night of partying on friday night make sure you do wake up and the first thing you do you grab your phone you don't even text back anyone not even your your landlord or whoever's uh, whoever's calling. Make sure you go on Twitter and you do the hashtag Lady Aguilas. So there you go. Yeah, you guys have it. Saturday, April twentieth. The ladies will be playing against Lobos Wap. Ladies, we believe in you. Keep doing what you're doing, and I promise you, you guys will have a much bigger segment because these men, I don't know, they're just they're just not doing it anymore. They're uh. just not doing it. And Dylan apparently says that I have gotten it wrong, but they are not playing on Saturday. But they are, because they're doing. They're playing on on the twentieth, and I and I know I'm right because it says right here on the official website of Liga Mekis. So do not believe Dylan on the chat. He does not know what he's talking about. He's oh, tired from his uh, his verses on old uh, Old Town Remix. So yes. Uh, 
Alrighty. Well, we're ready for the uh we're ready to close up the show. We're ready to talk about America versus Toluca, or in this case, Toluca versus America. Yeah. Chicken nugget. I am very, very deeply hurted by the hashtag for Ivan. Oof. I have seen he has joined the revolution. I think so. He has definitely joined the revolution. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, back to the business of things. Toluca versus America, Christian. I mean, this is a game that America has to. I mean, it has to win. I cannot. Um, I mean, we've said that about the past two games and uh, loss and the draw. So you know, I'm I'm just not saying that honestly, even though it's true. But I'm not saying that honestly. I'm just stop. I'm done. I'm done with that. Maybe we don't say they'll win. Okay, so this is a game in which America needs to go out and fight for all three points. Correct. And it's 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 getting to the point of the season where, oh my God, we sound like a broken record. It's getting to the point of the season where you need these points. No, and 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 this I'm being serious because last season we could have been fine with those draws because you know we were still high in the table. We are just one loss away from being out of the Liga. Correct. Don't don't say that because that scares me when you say that. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if we're in, in, in this predicament and if we're the ones out here, not the players, you know, how do they how do they go about it? You know, <sighs> this is um this is tricky. And I think this is really where Piojoreta can shine, you know, and, you know, really keep their their men, you know, with their minds under control and you know, don't look at standing so much. Just focus on the game. If we win, we have no problem. You know, if we go out and win all the uh, these next three games, we're fine. We're perfect. Doesn't matter. Right now, unfortunately, we are not in a position to be fighting for better league spot, like better position on the table. If I make myself clear, you know, unfortunately, we find ourselves fighting for the Gia spots. And while I do think, in my personal opinion, that all of one through one through eight, no, no, never mind. Bad. Three to three to nine. Three to nine, and then three to eight right now that are currently, I think they'll make it in Ligia. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but anything can happen, obviously. But um, I just think Herrera really needs to tell them, listen, go out, we do our job, we go home, prepare for the next one. That has to be the mindset. Yeah, Don't look at standings. There's not too much about it. You have yes. to about it. And you know what the most difficult part is? No, tell if, me. If I'm... If I'm not being wrong, and I, I really hope I'm not, and let me just fact check myself before I, I mess everything up. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say it's two away games, but it's not. It's 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 one. I thought it was gonna be two consecutive away games, but no, we we play we Santos, have Santos at home. Mm-hmm. Um, still, the most worrisome part about it is that our waveform is still yet to hit in 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 good rhythm especially against tougher oppositions like Toluca, who are not going to be an easy team to be against at home, especially at home. They're coming off a draw against uh, Querétaro, which yes. they did get a red card. Their left back, Ruiz, did get a red card. So that, that does mean that you know they are going to be kind of plugging in someone else differently. But that doesn't mean that they're any weaker or that they're any less dangerous than who they are. Remember... Right. 
But Luca always, for some reason, shows up against us, especially at their home, especially mm-hmm. at their home stadium. It's yeah. not going to be an easy game, but I'm not saying it's impossible either. I think that America can go out there, and I think America can produce. And to do that, I think America needs to get the right lineup. I think Piojo needs to get the starting 11 correct on this one. And I'm interested to hear, because you said it yourself, Christian, what could be the starting 11 for Toluca? And I'm asking you now to give me that prediction. For Toluca? Yeah, the starting 11. You no, not for Toluca. For, oh, you um, I was like, um, I, I get Toluca. I was like, I can try my best. I mean, I, I'm a little bit familiar with them. I, I'm not really 100 sure, uh, but no, I know what you mean now. Um, so we'll do Marchesin, Aguilar, Valdez, Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. You don't touch that. That's our core. Guido, Edson. You don't touch that either. Those six, you don't touch at all. Um, I think. You're gonna we're gonna go with the with the with the oddball, the curveball, and I'll do Renato Ibarra right wing, Andres Ibarra left wing, Menes Cam and Roger Martinez as your striker. So you change two. You sub out Uribe and Henry and you put in Menez and Roger. Okay. Okay. That's the curveball. Will it happen? This one I'm 99% sure it will not happen. This is the one. I'm not, it will not happen. I would like to see it though. I think it. Pro, I think. I think Henry's thing, like you said, his movement hasn't been uh, on par these past few games. And Roger, I feel like he knows how to move a little bit better than Henry. And I feel like Roger kind of like when he's not getting the ball, he gets really frustrated. So he draws back and gets the ball, and then tries to create something from that. I think that's something Henry is lacking in his game that I think is keeping him from being a striker to his potential that we know he can reach. So I it'll be interesting to see Roger there, especially with the Lucas back five, because you know he's gonna have a hard time just being there stationary when the Lucas playing a back five. Okay. Okay. My question is you have Henry starting. I mean uh Roger starting, right? Yes. Okay. Interesting because Nico should be ready. He's not there. Sunday. He should be ready by Sunday. He's not. It's he's uh not there. Neither him or Peralta will be there on Sunday. Hundred percent. Hundred percent confirmed. By who? By me. I'm the source. <laughs> no, I'm, no. I saw. I saw uh, a report earlier. I I, I will. Link, I, I, will Tuesday. I will. I will link it to you. I will link it to you. On Twitter right now, if I can find but it. But it's only Tuesday. That's the thing. Like you still have tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's I think I liked four it. Four days. I'm pretty sure I liked it. Wait, did I send it to you guys? I think I resend it to you guys. No, I didn't. No, Never mind. You didn't send it to us. Um I'll I'll do it right now. Hold up. I thought Roger, I mean, I thought Oribe should have been back already. Yeah, that's what we thought too. But then I they all got definitely uh, Nico should have been back for this next game. Now you're telling me the opposite. What's going on? Yeah. Um. Supposedly everything got um. Everything got uh. What's that word called? Like backed up. I don't know. Like their their recovery time got pushed. Oh, pushed pushed back. Uh, there you go. Their their return time got pushed back by a week. So now. They're saying that Santos, they'll be ready for Santos. At least Nico will be ready for Santos. And then Peralta will come back for Veracruz. That's what I'm hearing. 
I I don't I don't know. I don't know whether to believe you or not. Well, you should. <sighs> Have I ever failed you before? Don't answer that. No, don't don't, don't answer you that. Haven't. But <laughs> okay, so let's. Well, for whatever reason, I, I mean, I was gonna I was gonna go with your lineup as well. Um, I I, I think Henry's hitting the bench too. So let's just forget about all of this in the end. Um, about Nico, about Oribe. Let's just focus on the core 11 that's going to be out there because I think they're the ones who need to get the game going and need to get the things kind of um, kind of grounded just in case whenever we do need um, we do need a substitution that will be a whole story. I got it. Check your phone. I got it. Uh, I'll give it to you. All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, okay, so let's 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 go with this lineup that you just gave out. Let's go and and then kind of go about it. How does this team go out and play against a very, very well organized um Toluca? Which by the way is being coached by La Volpe. So um, <laughs> La Volpe knows oh, La, Volpe. La, Volpe La Volpe does Volpe. know some of these players and Carlos Serna said La Volpe Piojo fight, question mark, question mark. I think it's really happening. I would love to see that, honestly. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the violence out of out of uh, out of the pitch. But um, but yeah, the question is, how do you beat them, right? Um, no, that's a very good question because they're, they're gonna coming... be organized. They're gonna yes. be organized. This they're is gonna, team. They're gonna soak up the pressure. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna do everything to make this game dreadful, and they're gonna do everything to get this game as nitty gritty as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna tell you this right now because I know how the world is gonna play this game. I know how he does against these bigger oppositions that we are, quote unquote, to them. It's it's gonna be dull. It's gonna be rough. America is gonna find it so hard to break an open space. This is where I like Roger being in the in in the starting lineup because he has that presence in the box. He knows how to open up space for himself. Yes. And he knows how to bully around defenders. Mm-hmm. That's what we're Correct. gonna need in this game. Correct. Oh my god, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I think you said it perfectly. You know, the the I think that's gonna be my key player is Roger Martinez. Whether he can he can find those spaces if he can outmuscle these defenders when he gets the chance to and uh an opportunity going forward. Um, but yeah, no, I really do think the wings are really gonna be crucial as well, you know. Uh, their back five, you know, their their wings, you know, wing backs are gonna uh, being pushed up a little bit. We can catch them off guard, you know, and we have a uh, explosive Renato Ibarra and uh, a very flashy player in Ibarguen who can, you know, create something when they're disorganized. You know, we gotta catch them when they're when they slip up, and we need to catch them early as well. Um, if you look back at their last loss, that was against Pachuca. Pachuca scored in the fourth minute, and then again in the twentieth minute. The twenty second minute. After that, uh, to look at the really didn't have an answer besides that one. Uh, besides their one goal afterwards, and then their late goal. But we won't talk into that because that's not our that's not our team. But catch them early, and then they'll be flustered, and then they're gonna have to you know open up more, and then that's when we go in there and implement our game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Get them on. Get them early. Get the game going, and then control the game after that. Don't let up. Um, and I'm not even saying consistently go attack, go attack. I'm just saying don't let up on, don't let up. on mm-hmm. the pressure. Just keep the ball. Let them do the running. I, every time I'm on here, every time I pray, I preach the same thing. Play the simple game. Play the simple passing. Don't extend it. Don't force it. Don't 
Don't play the long ball when it's not necessary, especially mm-hmm. against a Toluca side that's going to be so crammed in the defense, that's going to be so crammed down the middle. You need to explore your options with quick one-two plays. You can't break down a wall by just lunging balls over and over and over and over again. It's not going to work. It's not yeah. going to work at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess our our upside to – this game is, you know, um, there like you like you mentioned before, their left back and uh, and Richard Ruiz is not going to be in this game because he got red card in the last game. So that's the Renato Ibarra's chance, you know. That's that's his side. You playing with the with the backup left uh, left back. This is your chance to expose them a little bit and you know kind of get something going through that side. But I do not want to see an overload on that side though. That that that's my fear that. Herrera's going to look at it. He's going to be like, oh, look, they're starting left back isn't there. You know what? Let me just overload on that side and forget about Ibarguen and going down the middle. This is going to sound so weird, but I don't want Ibarra touching the ball that much this game. Because one, I know, I know, I know La Volpe knows him well. La Volpe knows how to study a team, knows how to exploit them, you know. And quite frankly, Ibarra can be our own, can be our weakness when we go forward if we overuse him too much because then we're out of ideas. I want to see more play down the middle. Whoever's playing that cast spot, whether it's Jeremy, whether it's Mateo Suribe, whoever's playing that spot, I need them to be the creative midfielder that they need to be. I need them to be the soul and the energy of this team when going forward because that's how you're going to break them down. As crazy as it sounds because you're thinking, okay, but there's all these players on the middle. Do you, you know How are you going to make it work? It's just it's going to work. If you, you play know? down the middle and you use Roger properly, I promise you it's going to work. I feel like this is a perfect game for Jeremy Menez. And I'll say it for two reasons. One, because we know how organized they're going to be. And we know the talent Menez has to pick out a pass. We've seen it plenty of times. He doesn't need to prove that to us because we know how he, we know that he knows how to pick out a pass. That's number one. Number two, I feel like the Lucas really going to try to kind of slow the game down, if that makes sense, with their back five. And then, you know, when we have the ball, they're going to really try to get us to play slow. Who well? Who else? Who is the slowest player on our team? Um, damn, probably Marchesin. Oh, okay. Well, relax. Menez. <laughs> uh, so I feel, I feel like these these are all the right ingredients for him to excel in a game like this. You know? Yeah. No, I I, I think you make you, you prove a really good point. That's why I said whoever plays that spot, and I hope it is Jeremy. He has to be crucial. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, and if it is Uribe. Uh, listen, I feel like Uribe still has that explosive explosiveness to him. We just need to find it. And, you know, this this can be the game where, you know, he he has maybe this, this crazy outside shot and then it goes in. You know, long shots are going to be crucial this game as well. You know, if we can't, if they're so, they're so uh, set on their back five, you know, why not take a, a long shot? You know, try to, try to rattle them a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So we'll have to wait and see yeah. whether or not they live up to the moment. But that, it will be key. That will be crucial. And I think defensively speaking, just play just play your game. I mean, I, did, I didn't really have any complaints against them on the Copa Mekis. I didn't really have that much of a big complaint against them on Sunday against Cruz Azul. Um, you know, just worry about controlling the midfield. And you shouldn't even have to worry about defense in this game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you you hit it on the on the head. Alrighty. Then if that's the case and if we uh if we can see America doing exactly this, 
give me your prediction for Sunday. Wow. Honestly, uh, I feel like Monterrey had a lapse. Get out of the red card. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting one, honestly. Um, judging by the way we've been playing and probably the talk that I gave to the team, knowing that we need to win these three. These three are must-wins. Mm, let's go 2-1. No, 2-0. 2 nothing. 2 nothing. 2 nothing. 2 nothing America. 2 nothing. yes. 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Be interesting to see what Dylan has to say, but unfortunately he's not on here. But he 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 would say he would say two one. I know Dylan. He would say two one. He would say two one. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, we're getting a couple of reports on here. It's uh, OMG. It's AVs going three one for America with a hat trick by Jeremy Menace. So uh, I would love to see that. I would pay to see that. Uh, Louis going Toluca one, America two. That's what Sergio. Dylan said. Going America to Toluca too, so he's going for a draw. Chicken Little going with a 2-0 win for America, and then uh, we'll have to wait to see what uh, what's going on. And he's and Dylan has confirmed that he would have said 2-1. Christian knows me at least. That is true. Carlos Diaz going 2-0 for America. Chicken Little going America three Toluca two. Ooh, a lot of uh, a, lot of, a lot of goals of, I can yeah. see you guys are predicting, huh? That's a lot, lot of goals. goals. Okay, AP Junior, America three, Toluca one. So a fairly, fairly confident. All right, fairly confident. Chicken Nugget says Dylan will say one nil for Toluca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong. He, he, yeah, you're probably not wrong. Actually, you no, know, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan would just say two one, but he wouldn't say for what team. That's yeah, Dylan. Pretty much. That's Dylan for you. Uh, Carlos Serna also going for a draw, going nil-nil. Shaking wow. my head, Carlos. Yes, Carlos. Um, you know, I think now here comes my part. Um, here we go. I already know it, so just it's it's gonna be a difficult game. But if America can get in the right path, and I do see them getting on the right path, I think they can get on their horse, or better said, on their Aguila and coast through this game. So I think. I'm going, and I'm bringing this back because I think America needs it. America for Toluca nil. Yo, yes. guys, can, first. You, can you guys screen record that when I went like this? Because I knew he was going to say that. Someone <laughs> no, screen record that and send it to us because I can't believe I just predicted that too. America for Toluca zero. Chicken Nugget says, what does FIFA say? Well, at the moment, FIFA says Toluca one, America zero. So oh, come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ivan. We had this discussion earlier. Oh, not earlier. Uh, a few podcasts ago, when we went, when we weren't live, we said that FIFA always predicted us losing, and we ended up winning. So this could be a sign. This could definitely, definitely, most definitely be a sign, and I hope so because America really needs to get back on on track. And and this has to be again, like we say every other time, this has to be the game because you know, mm-hmm. theoretically speaking, you want them to finish at least with thirty points, finishing yeah. at least in the top four. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have to wait and see whether or not that happens. Um, I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and and, and see. But uh, minute scores three, and Vargas comes on and scores the last one, right, Ivan? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. How about another seven two? Huh? How about another seven two? Oh no, that was at our home stadium. Yeah, I know, but let's, let's give it to them at their stadium. Happen. Yeah, I know. That's not 
Uh, but, 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 it, will, it will be interesting, and I, I, I know this. I'm already looking forward to it. But uh, when we preview that Veracruz game, especially after they lost 9-2 against the uh, – Oh, uh, the score predictions on that one, huh? The score prediction is going to be so much fun that game. Oh, so dude. much fun. I can't wait for that podcast because um, there's going to be a lot of controversial – uh, results coming coming our way, but uh-huh. with that said, I think I think that does it. I, I I think we've we've gotten the people to the point where you know the atmosphere has been built up, our momentum's a little bit higher, at least our morale, you know, on on this end is feeling a little bit better after this. Hopefully, America can do that, deliver on Sunday, and uh, you know we can just be talking about what America needs to do against Santos to keep continuing on that right track. Mm-hmm. Yes, Alrighty then. Well, with that said, Christian, is there anything else you want to add on before we close out the show? Um, no, I think we covered everything good. Um, everything well. It should be a great match, though. I, I, I don't think Deluca ever disappoints us in our games. I think we we play them very hard. They play us very hard, especially this Lavope Herrera thing. It, it should be a fun game. Hopefully, hopefully we come out with the win, get back on the right path because with three games left to go, it's uh. It's crucial. It's necessary that we we get our minds straight going forward. Well, well. With that said, I think we're at the end of the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's been your guys's uh, Eagle Eye Boys on a Tuesday night. Christian, thank you so much for coming out and uh, being a great co-host. Uh, it's my favorite time of the week. You know this. Favorite time of the week. All right. As uh, as mentioned by Chicken Nugget, Univision will be transmitting this game 12 p.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, and 1 o'clock Eastern for you, Christian. Um, that game will be Sunday at the Estadio Nacio Diaz, like I mentioned. And, well, this has been us. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. We're getting that much closer to 1,000 followers. We will not say what, but it is going to be a big giveaway the moment we do get there. Um, follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and um, Spotify if you guys ever miss a live show for whatever reason and you guys want to have us on the go. Get yourselves ready for the big game this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's it's going to be as simple as following, following us there. And you guys can always have us in your pocket ready to go. Christian, again, thank you for coming out. Dylan, we'd like to thank you for everything that you did. We're excited to hear that Old Town remix to the remix in which you, uh, you know, you spit those bars. And then, of course, you guys can follow us as we will be live tweeting the game on Sunday. So I hope you guys are ready, and it should be a good one. All righty, with that said... See you guys very, very soon. It's been episode 67 of the UI podcast. As always, it's been your host, Ivan. Until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba America, guys. <laughs>